This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It's Friday, and that means it's time to scuttle those butts, baby. That's right, that's right, that's right. We are back with some very well steeped and extra hot goss for you. We'll be talking about world travel, queens winning titles, and new drag race franchises. And we mourn some iconic legends and celebrate their contributions to our community. Twitter is wild. Corporations are backtracking their support of the community. And Valentina is coming back to our televisions. This episode really has it all. And honestly, the cave is so full, we might need some extra gear. Ooh, something tactical, I hope. Pull out your spreadsheets, doll. It's time for some fact-checking. Sorry, fact-checking. Who's ready for gauze? I know I am. Okay. Our time is valuable. You need to hit play. M. Oh. M. Mom. <laughs> I kinda need the noise of that. <laughs> Welcome back for another steaming, piping, scalding serving of hot gas. This is our weekly chat show where we talk about events in our lives, gossip and politics, and take a deep dive into the DMs. So let's get into some hot gas. Oh, is it that special time again where we celebrate Derek Barry Month? It's almost Gay Pride. Target yeah. is pulling out all Derek Barry merchandise. Target is putting the tuck it ups in the back, honey. The Dodgers have removed Derek Barry from their Pride Night lineup. No, I'm just kidding. This is all made up. This is all, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just, I'm just making light of serious issues. Anyway, um, I wanna I wanna send a huge thank you to Ms. Mint, Ms. Pepper Mint, that is, for filling in as co-host last week while I was, you know, I was on assignment. Gallivant. I was on I was on reassignment in the uh, southern hemisphere. You were on gender reassignment. <laughs> Uh, and we want to make sure to check out a transparent musical, which is playing in June in Los Angeles at the Mark Taper Forum. I can't wait to see her in that. I love Ms. Mint. How did it go with Ms. Mint? It was so much fun. We had her and we had Heidi in Closet. And it was just oh. a, a gab fest for the girls. We chatted. We chitted. Um, did Heidi say, I'm leaving? <laughs> I'm leaving tonight. I've shown mm. enough. No, I, I I've said enough on this podcast. I'm leaving. I haven't uh, been privy to her exit strategy or plans yet. That woman respects <laughs> her NDA, honestly. And you know, I I have uh, I have nothing but respect for for my Heidi, Miss Heidi. So how was Miss Australia though? Did you see Vanity? I saw Vanity multiple, many times. Oh, what, what a blessing! blessing. What a blessing. Oh, did you did you borrow pink blush? No, girl, it's discontinued. I showed her a picture with eight pans of it, and I was like, "Bitch, look at me." (laughs) eBay, eBay, mole. Yeah, pretty much. Um, No, she was in one of the parties I was doing, and I didn't even know. Like, I didn't know she was in the lineup, and I walked in the dressing. Oh, I thought that was in the phone. Oh my god. Um, my my mobile is going off. Pardon me. Your cellular. My cellular. Uh, <laughs> my no my Nokia phone is going off. My my kick. <laughs> Sidekick. <laughs> Vanity was a wonderful surprise. Uh, and she also was the first performer on the main stage at Drag Expo. That's appropriate, I think. She's an elegant. Did you do Tina Marie or Kylie? What'd she do? She did Whitney Houston. Oh, she was she was everybody baby tonight. Someone's doing Whitney. It's not right, but it's okay. (laughs) 
Uh, did you did you finger bang Courtney's wax sculpture? Oh, oh my god! They let you put quarters in it and they, she shakes. They if, are anatomically correct. Yeah, I'll have you, you know. No, you put a quarter kidding. in it, and then her, her her good eye makes a little rotation, a little revolution. You gotta watch That's it closely. So her wax figure is good. Some of them are. It's good. Some some of them are corpseish to me. Like yeah. it, it being walking in there, I was a little like. Oh, because they're so lifelike. It, it's very like being at a funeral with an open casket. Honestly, like, that's the humanity the judges have been looking for this whole time from Courtney. <laughs> because they're so lifelike, but they're not alive. So it's like looking at a sort of resemblance of someone who's no longer alive. So it was a little creepy, but Courtney's looks great. Like it looks exactly like her. It looks lifelike and, and lively. And the room she's in is, like, the pride room. Mm -hmm. So she's in a room with, like, Lady Gaga and someone from, like, Priscilla. And they're, so they're, like, bumping, like, fierce music. They were bumping Madonna in there. Now, I have to ask, is she padded? Does she have the Courtney cakes? <laughs> that, that I didn't That sliver check. of a wafer of a, I, of, a, of a water chestnut that she uses to pad her <laughs> boy pocket. <laughs> you know the one, Court. I know you're listening, bitch, and cursing at us. <laughs> She probably did. Yeah. Because she had consultations to make sure that it was, you know, exactly do you, right. Do you remember when the poor little animals... Do you remember the movie Fantasia? And I'm not going to talk about the dancing hippo part. I'm going to talk about the part where these like poor animals like have no money so they slice a bean and then they put it on a slice of a bread and it's like a wafer thin like slice of a bean you could see through. That's Courtney's hip pads. That's Courtney's padding scenario. Those are what she uses for hip pads. Yeah. Um, may we talk about Drag Queen of the Year? Because Can this we pad, please? This is an event that has happened every year. I got to stay for an hour and a half of it. And I have been waiting to talk to you about this event for two weeks. <laughs> I know. Uh, Hold on. I need to pull out my notes because I made notes. So much scuttlebutt has been happening since Scuttlebutt. Then. The scuttle has been button, bitch. For sure. Yes. Uh, a huge congratulations to Nicolette Jizzington uh, mm -hmm. for winning the, the pageant this year. Nikki Jizz is our winner. Um, she... she girl... Girl, she turned it out, honey. She Girl, did. she turned it out. She turned it. She turned it. She came, where do I begin? I mean, she came out of a giant Telfar bag. That was fierce. And then she also gifted you a gold Teflar, Telfar bag. She did. There were bags yes, on bags. She bribed, she bribed no, me. None so. under her eyes. Well, actually, I mean, I would like to say that this was the best presentation and the best Q&A I've ever seen at a pageant. Those girls, Thank you. they took control of their destinies. I'm not going to say that they ran you. I'm not going to say that I'm they ran my run. sister. But I'm there to be run, honey. First of all, my favorite thing was when one girl came out and she's like, how y'all doing? And Naomi's like, she's hosting. Oh, she's hosting now. She's doing hostings. <laughs> That's Apparently. what you're supposed to do. No, Naomi was like, no, just answer the question. She's not, she's hosting. But no, um, you are supposed to do. I like. Well, I think she's talking about snacks. Somebody, somebody was very hosty. I very. liked that snacks did that because this is your first chance to be like a speaking person in the thing. So, like, I think it's nice to be like, "How's it going, everyone?" Did she? What's wrong with that? Did you relinquish the mic though? Because some girls tried to grab the mic. What do you? No, they had their own mic. Uh huh. Exactly. This is not about, this is not a normal pageant where you have to be like, thank you, distinguished panel of judges. May I read the question? Can I have the translator say the question in another language? Mm -hmm. Okay, say it in a third language, please. Okay. Bitch, when that girl came out. In response to your, no, this is like, girl, make it, make it whatever, make it whatever you are. When the girl came out 
and she spun, and then everybody caught a leash. And were they golden pigs or golden dogs? I thought they were pigs. Abajit? Uh, yeah, Abajit. I don't know if they were pigs or dogs. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, pig dog. Yeah, pig bitch. dog. <laughs> uh, what? When they came out and all those... Were they dogs or pigs? All those golden Courtney's. Golden dogs. Okay. All those golden dogs, um, they (laughs) grabbed their leashes. And then when she came out with... And they all moved as a glob and pointed. And it was sickening. We all went up because there, there was a level of cunt where I thought I just may soil myself. Yes. There was it, a high level of contagiousness it all was around. Everything. Um, yeah. the, uh, what else do I have in my notes? Uh, Naomi checking for the toes. Checking Naomi's for the toes. on toe watch. Naomi was on toe. Some girl was like, girl, look at these toes, Naomi. Something about a toe. Uh, skin suit. <laughs> that detox did it. That's, it how you, that's how you ingratiate yourself to the judges. <laughs> well, I mean, it was detox, and I hear she was uh, kicking ass and taking names. Uh, is there a restraining order between detox and Lola? Oh, you'll have to watch the series if we do it again. If we do it again, you'll have to watch it. Wait. When, that, um, when the girl was doing her Kill Bill talent, and one of Mama. um one of the white hats fell off and it was just quiet so i went ooh nurse because <laughs> they were nurses everybody <laughs> cackled and went up it was amazing um and then when the gr- when i finally got at the very end i think it was adam shankman or someone behind me that was like she killed the bill and i was like oh she the bill. yes I didn't get that, but it was so smart. Which girl did that? That was Beatrix Bella Rouge. Yeah, that was really smart. And then it got real quiet again. And then somebody behind me said, All I saw was messy man. And everybody just gaggled and giggled. It was so funny. Um, what else? Somebody's nail fell off. I wrote that or a ring or something. So deduct, make sure we deduct points and check the tapes for that. <laughs> check the tapes. Well, if you want to check the tapes, because there's a lot to go back and revisit, um, you can catch the live stream still. Oh. It's still up. You can so check you can the- watch the broadcast of it. it. This isn't like a webcam at the back of the room from one angle. This is like a produced, like, uh, it's not my only broadcast fans. of it. Right, exactly. So just go to dragqueenoftheyear.com and you can still, uh, you can relive the magic. Well, I but- want to check the tapes on Lola's face because she was snatched and upswept in her men's express casual wear and flat Gucci, a <laughs> loafer. Dude, not. Just don't. Why couldn't she put on a Diane von Fustenberg wrap dress at least? Girl, why? We're Where, not gonna. Why couldn't she do business casual? <laughs> girl. Why did she do casual casual? She was in the corner, and girl. I said, "Girl, you're in the casual corner." Girl, when she ran, I, <laughs> I, I want no, punt, not casual. I had no words because she was in drag from the leg up. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I wanted to tell them from to the cut neck the up. She was Brigitte Nielsen, honey. <laughs> <laughs> from the neck down, I was like, "What?" <laughs> I don't know. Did Detox hide her what? clothes? Dra- Is that Listen, why she was mad? All type. We celebrate all types of drag. Okay, so celebrate, 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 celebrate. <laughs> it's time to denigrate, 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 denigrate. That song bangs. Again, a huge congratulations to Nikki Jizz uh, mm-hmm. bringing it home for San Francisco and getting the crown pinned on to the top of a giant Cunty, 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 cunty. I only saw one of the girls' talents, but like I I had so much fun there. What a great show. Congratulations. Um, yes. Congratulations uh, to all of the contestants. I'll they send you my notes awesome. in, a, in a Google Doc. A dossier, please. Yeah, you just have to accept it. We're going to take a break. Oh, but before we do, there is a rainbow spotlight going oh. out by a little-known artist. We like to celebrate, 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 you know, up-and-coming artists. Yeah. Uh, Kylie Minogeway, Um, and she has a new song called Patum Patum. Patum. 
Have you been getting into Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue? I do like Padam Padam. Honey, saw- this song has a chokehold. And you uh, know the gays like to get choked nowadays. I feel like it's a throb. Like you can feel it in your fucking guts when the song comes on. It just starts throbbing and you're like, ooh, mama's in heat. Let me back up on something. It's really good. And good she's song. wearing all red in the music video. She sees red. <laughs> the doors have opened. <laughs> It's a, crawl, ah. it's a crawl space, dear. Let's just take a break. episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time all in one place, all on your terms. We all know everything is online these days, and it's important to stand out. Good web design will engage your audience. You know it's true. Right, and the business needs a website to feel real. And that's why Squarespace is so important. The good people at Drag Queen of the Year use it with great success. It's true, we did. We said we need a website and we need it fast. And guess what? Squarespace is fast and it looks really good. You don't have to know code or anything. Yeah, Squarespace has Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system. It's never been easier. Start with a best in class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. Plus, you can easily sell your products on an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And the analytics are detailed and very helpful. Learn where your site visits are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. You can even build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or most popular products and content. They've got it all. So check out squarespace.com slash drag for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code DRAG Drag. to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash drag. So we are back. Uh... Have you heard the scuttlebutt? I've heard there's a song called Scuttlebutt, but I haven't, <laughs> I haven't yet um, heard it. It's Lynn Manuel Miranda singing it. No, Lynn Manuel Miranda wrote it. Well, how wonderful! Uh, and must be a friend of the pod, must deep be. friend. How could you not? Uh, Girl, they probably wrote this five years ago before we were even saying scuttlebutt and having a robot say the word scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. But it is what no. a wonderful coincidence. Point, counterpoint. I need to be bitter and negative just to counterpoint you. No. Run us our check. <laughs> Disney. Disney, young before Pride Month, artists. this is not cool. <laughs> not okay. Boycott Disney. I mean, go watch Little Mermaid, but then boycott. <laughs> Disney, how dare you? I used to. You used to be my number one. I wanted you to win. Disney, lay your head down at your pillow at night and take responsibility for yourself. You go sleep on that dirty mattress in that bathing suit that you bought instead of your grandmother paying her light bill. 
Disney. I have never yelled at a me mega media conglomerate like this. When I yell at you like this, it's because I care. Uh, Learn yeah. something, Disney, and grow from this. <laughs> Learn from this. Grow legs. Um, the scuttlebutt. I, I can't wait to see the film so that I can hear the scuttlebutt song. I just got back from Florida, and um, I did How something. It was great. My nephew graduated from high school. It was oh. rainy a lot. Um, I did something that I'm proud of. There was a um, let's go Brandon sign in a yard, and I just ripped it down. I pulled the car over, and I said, no. I just ripped it down. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then my, be an activist. my dad's like, "What? what is this in the garage? And I was like, oh, I just wanted to show you that I'm vandalizing your neighborhood before I leave. You need to be careful down there because they got guns and they have mm -hmm. laws that like if you come up on their property, they are allowed to shoot you and like, like not even get in trouble for it. So uh, well, I, I'm glad I you were life and limb. I was wearing a Derek Barry t-shirt. They won't. How will they know? How will they know? <laughs> I have a question. Can we talk about a little bit of drag con for a moment? I yes. know it was two weeks ago. But there's a video, I'm pretty sure I sent it in the group text, of Irene falling and eating shit on the pink carpet. Did you see that? I did. Did you now, see my tribute? No. You did tributes? I paid tribute. Yeah, because oh, I, I walked tribunal. the walk. I walked the carpet at um, Drag Expo. And, and it fell? And yes, yeah, at the end I, I went, oh, and I fell down. Um, well, I almost fell too, twice, but one of the times I almost fell in the exact spot, Irene fell, and you can see my heel like go, <laughs> did you see the video of that, of me almost falling? I may not have sent that in the text, I'll send it I after I did, this. yeah, I saw it. Okay, so you saw. There's a problem. There's all these little outlets at the convention center in the floor where you can plug into stuff. And what they do is they just roll a pink carpet over it with no padding, no carpet padding under it. So girls' heels get caught in the little divots and then you're like, you know, it's it's hard to walk when your heel's caught on a carpet because it is sunk down lower than the rest of your shoe. I recommend nicely that RuPaul's DragCon lay a carpet pad next year down before the pink carpet so girls don't trip. Because Should it be thicker or thinner than Courtney's pads? <laughs> it should be slightly thicker millimeters <laughs> okay. millimeters joking. thicker just I'm, i don't mean to complain for complaint's sake but if you're gonna have a queen's walk and you want to do the queen's right um and maybe even include them all in your queen's walk video next year but definitely fix the carpeting so girls don't trip again because i want to see irene eye level next time i see her i don't want to see her on her knees all sad because she fell down she was wearing high shoes. Those yeah. topple very easily. Yeah, she was. Or you just need to learn how to walk in them, like Raja D. O'Hara. Or you just need to learn how to avoid the pitfalls in the in the in the pink carpet next year, because they probably aren't going to listen to me, and they probably will um, be uh, divots again. Yeah, at least they're not steaming divots. But yeah, right. that's that's my recommendation for DragCon next year. Okay, I'm sure they're listening. We have to take a moment to speak about the icon, the legend, the diva. Pecklina or Tina? Tina Turner, who has passed away at age 83. Mm. Uh, I mean, what can you even say? Do you have a favorite Tina moment or Tina, you know, uh, fits and fashions? Shit. I think my favorite Tina moment ever is probably... Um, you know, this is hard. It's hard to narrow it down. I just want to give a shout out to her wigs because she is known for this shape and scale and like size. Like her wig in fucking uh, What's Max. Love Got to Do With oh. It, the music video. At the end of it? She's what? just like walking around the streets with this hair that's just like shooting out of her head. Yeah. I'm like this. That's hair. Me Thank you. Can someone please do hair like this? 
me and my friend Ari watched What's Love last night and the part where it goes, I've been taking on a new die. And then the real <laughs> Tina comes out and you see Tina's scale of hair next to the wig that Angela's wearing in the movie. And you're like, now nah, that's some fucking hair, bitch. You put a whole hay bale with a root on your head and I live. I live, that Tina. is hair that's iconic this is why like drag queens everywhere are, are have always done tina turner because it's like such a specific unique look mm-hmm. i mean del shores said it in in southern baptist sissy she said every drag queen should have a right to do tina at least once in her life some um, more if you live in australia but um what is your favorite <laughs> tina moment i already talked about her wigs oh her wig I think my favorite Tina moment is um, if you watch her concerts, she like, you know, it might be the Kennedy Center Honors because she does uh, Proud Mary with Beyonce. And that I I can watch that and I can watch um, Nancy Wilson do uh, uh, Stairway to Heaven. There's like the Kennedy Center Honors always does really good performances. Adam Lambert does Believe by Cher as a ballad. So I'd say the Kennedy Center's Honors with her and Beyonce, it was everything. Or maybe it was the Grammys. It was 2008 and they were in like Silver Versace. It was everything. But she's just she's just the, the coolest and I'm so sad that she's gone. She uh, She said, I'm done with all this. And I and I appreciate that about her as a as like an icon and a star. She like did it. She did the damn thing. And then at a certain point, she was like, "Okay, I'm do- I'm like I'm I'm gonna go live my life privately." Switzerland. I'm not gonna be out here in the spotlight, you know, because I just want to be a person. I I love that about her, and um, I you know, I mean, she will always live on in our hearts. She was so. old school. She did what old Hollywood calls shutting the door. She shut the door. Yes. Shut the door. Shut the door. Uh, we love Tina on this mm. podcast. You I know love that Crystal. We do, we do. Um, uh, and also, and, uh, also uh, a memorial for Heclina was held in San Francisco last week. Um, I was there. That was a beautiful... Oh, my God. I saw so many people I hadn't seen in years. It was... At the Castro Theater, it was a family affair. I heard they shut uh, the street down. They did. They did. It it was it was a really cool, touching, you know, moment. And it happened, you know, far enough away from, you know, from her actual death that we had all sort of had time to, you know, I don't know. But it still feels like it just happened. It still feels really new. But it was, it, I don't know. I, it was just a be really beautiful, um, it was a beautiful night. Yeah, it's sure. going to be hard to go to San Francisco and not think of her. And like. Girl, you can't. Because you're going to be in spaces that we were all with with her. And she, cre- her and Darcy have created such a great space in, um, in Oasis. And just, she's an example of what every drag queen should do. Like, pay it forward. And uh, pull the bitches up by their ponytails. Because she gave us spaces. She gave us shows. She called out bullshit when there was bullshit all the time. Yeah. She was great. They showed so many clips of her over the years. Just like a fucking, a badass fucking bitch. I will always have her TS Grinder caption screenshot in my phone too. It's not something I can say on here. But it's very it's wonderful. Me. You want the scuttlebutt? I'm going to need to find it again. <laughs> she was an active member of the community. I'll just say that. And she brought her own seating with her. It was something about a rim chair. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was slightly um, like a limerick, too. <laughs> oh, I need to find this. That I know I <laughs> Well, while I dig it up, um, we can get to the internet dumpster fire that is Twitter. Tweet Toots. For our special segment called Tweet Toots. Someone tweeted, imagine finding out this way. And then it's a screen cap from one of the gay, you know, dating apps. Uh, I think this is Scruff. Um, 
uh, and they've changed their display name to R.I.P. Tina Turner. I don't know how you Imagine getting your finding man out this way. has anything to do with the grief process of an entire world. Some people just want to make friends. Some people are there to make friends. And they just want to, like, start a conversation. Yes, some people are there for that. Now, it may not be what, you know, what you what you like or what I'm really, I mean, I, uh, no. I, may not. <laughs> uh, no but new some friends, people honey. are like, no, I just want to, like, have chats. Baby, you give me a pack of pull, Twizzler pulling peels and I'll find a way to amuse myself. I don't need grinder or scruff to make friends, honey. <laughs> for my amusement at all I'll uh, be friends boosh. with I'll be friends with fucking cornbread and Carrie and uh, Fierce Delicious all Kai Kai in the dressing room being fucking dykes did you see this cornbread is like well Carrie and Fierce doing makeup in each other on live <laughs> this is their funny. new thing everything 2000s is current again so this idea of yeah. like they're playing hot- tattoo all the things you said honey Right, two hot girls making out just for, like, fun is, I think, what is going on. Uh, Because they did this again at a different venue, in a different setting. We've all done it. We've all done it. When the cameras aren't on you, you need to find a way to get the cameras on you. And you can do that three ways. By throwing (laughs) up, by taking your wig off, by By hitting another bitch, or by sexual innuendo or actual acts. This is outuendo. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. <laughs> the girls are lesbianing it out, and I support them. I'm glad. Me too. Good they're for them. They're both fierce. They're both gorgeous. Well, one of them is named Fierce. Uh, they're both beautiful. They're both gorgeous. I say go off. Now, speaking of beauty and um and gorgeousness, maybe it's not just for spectacle. Maybe they are. You know, maybe they like each other. Maybe they vibe. Go off. Yeah, yeah. It's not. Maybe it's not just like a girls gone wild kind of thing. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not like a I kissed a girl and I liked it, Katy Perry. Honey, that that was girls gone mild though, because we know what some <laughs> of the girls are doing on their OFs. That was not much. That was a nice little. That was some um some intimacy. Intimacy. Now this drag mace drace, <laughs> drag mace Mexico, um <laughs> this drag race Mexico promo. The girls are red and wild. <gasps> The doors I've opened. Oh, they, I remember inventing the color red. Cactus Blossom Beauties. Yes. Uh, Valentina looks beautiful. Lolita Banana, always a vision. Uh, there was a girl that did something on the internet where she was lip-syncing against three other girls, and she did a split, and then she hits her head on the ground, and sparks start shooting out of this apparatus on her forehead. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That girl is on Drag Race Mexico. She better be. That's fierce. Yeah, she's fierce. And I just did a beatdown with her on it, like, literally two weeks ago. And I was like, you're so fierce. Let me put up your fucking video. So she's in my YouTube. You can watch it and tip her. She's so neat. Um, I'm going to be watching. Are we going to be covering it? When does it start? Uh, Yeah, when does Drag Race Mexico come out? They just revealed the cast, so I assume it comes out. Next month soon-ish but i read something online about july or august but i'm oh. not sure well it might be sooner than that i am on day 171 of duolingo spanish espanol so i feel i feel um i feel adept i, I feel like the so like will fierce be... delicious and carrie you're bilingual oh I, that's a different type of bi mm-hmm. <laughs> i feel like we'll be pam. able to pam sexual i'm padam padam sexual we have uh, another rainbow spotlight this week by another kylie song oh my god G- gaze and kylie oh uh, uh. oh Ky- this is a different kylie kylie oh, on I'm- kylie between two urns <laughs> the- what it rhymes with burn i don't know uh, this Kylie. is the Kylie Sonique love song. Mm-hmm. It's called the True music Color. video featuring both of these two scuttle butters and the green girl. Y'all want to talk? <laughs> what the fuck happened with the green? What is it? What? Why is Jimbo the green girl now? <laughs> Jimbo turned green. 
All the girls were jealous that World she of Wonder was green. pulling for her, so she turned green in post. She sees green. <laughs> How could they composite Jimbo in, but they couldn't composite Eureka in? We had to sit around for two and a half hours waiting for Eureka to get there to do the group shot. Mm. I told them, Eureka's not going to be here for a while. Just put her in in post. It's not that hard. And they were like, no, 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 no. We have to get the group shot. Lo and behold... In the end, they end up compositing in Jimbo, who wasn't even at the shoot. Don't then Eureka's the green girl in the video. Girl. You know what? Don't come in my butt and whisper in my ear, Hollywood. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. To mean? I don't know, but I was just I, I anyway, like, the song is good. The, the song video is, great. is adorable. Everybody looks it, beautiful. Kylie Sonique Love is an icon. You ever she try to fuck a rainbow? Awesome. <laughs> Be two and a half hours late for a gig. <laughs> you can check it out. It's called True Colors. Uh, check it out on YouTube. And let's take a listen right now. And everybody got the same address, so don't be saying it, they gave you the wrong address, girl. Don't try that. Because we all saw that. We were all under the highway waiting. Yeah. Waiting oh, and smoking and vaping and eating <laughs> um, and breaking. We're going to take a break right now. Take a break, take a break, take a break, take a break. You with those sad eyes. Don't be discouraged, oh, I realize. It's hard to take courage in a world full of people. You can lose sight of darkness inside you makes you feel so small i see your true colors shining through i see your true colors and that's why i love you so don't be afraid to let them show your true colors true colors are beautiful like a the moment where we do a segment called let's get political political, political. i want to get, get political. political let me let see enough enough the j-lo movie enough sorry Time goes by her ballad era um, enough on the on the outline today are Target and the Dodgers. Fuck this. Fuck them. Who cares? So NPR Let, is reporting. So uh, no, 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 no. Stop. Okay. I'm gonna so instead good. of what is of what is on here, I'm going to read Lady Bunny's latest post. Lady Bunny. <laughs> Rabbit woman. On her, speaks. On her songs. On her songs on YouTube, she puts a watermark on it. So as you're listening to. I left my pussy out in the Lady Bunny. <laughs> Wet pussy. <laughs> Lady Bunny. It's like a robotic watermark. Good. So that people can't steal her song. Good. People anyway. do with my tracks. Woman rabbit. Anyway, Lady Bunny has tweeted, So gays are now supposed to be concerned that Target moved or ditched their pride displays? Who cares? This is the next outrage we're meant to flit to? What happened to the trans women of color getting murdered? Was that solved yet? Mic drop. Phone drop. Enough. Yeah, I We mean, need to start v- thinking very carefully and seriously as a community about who is our fucking presidential candidate for this next fucking election. Because they're not doing anything. No, no one on either side is actually getting any fucking anything actionable done. Somebody needs to contact Gia Gunn. What, you want her to run for president? She doesn't jump the gun. She's the boom boom gun. And we need gun control. So who else do you think? We need to control Gia. (laughs) 
gun that's control. What, oh, that's what I get where you're going. I consider I that circular logic. Smartest thing I've ever said on this podcast, actually. Um, <laughs> Target is basically removing uh, some merchandise celebrating Pride Month from store shelves because they got a backlash against the products and threats against the safety of its workers. The retail giant posted a statement on its website Wednesday saying they committed to celebrating the LGBTQIA plus community, but was withdrawing some of the items over threats that were impacting our team members' sense of safety and well-being on the job. Given these volatile circumstances, we are making adjustments to our plans, including removing items that have been at the center of the most significant confrontational behavior. So are they removing the bathing suit with the extra tucking panel for people that have fat pussies and some tucks? Is that what they're removing? Are they removing the kids' garments that have, like, joyful gay people celebrating? Like, in cartoons of people? They're saying, oh, there's naked people on this shirt. It's a line drawing of, like, some, like, you know, all those book covers where it's, like, Little Miss You Must Own a Television or Little Miss Naughty. All of those are big round characters with no genitals and no clothes. So are those naked people, too? Like, straight people are really coming for us to find new ways to get outraged that we might come for their children. We don't give a fuck about your kids. At all. Their hands are usually dirty, and I don't want them on my costume. I don't care. Yeah. But thank you, Target, for including more and more pride items every year. We do see you, and we appreciate it. There are just... There are so many bigger fish to fry. I mean, I understand... uh, I understand on some level that this is not the job of the uh, underpaid target employees to have to deal with violence and crazy people. So at that, at that point, either raise the minimum wage, which is the actual issue that should be getting fucking dealt with raise, raise wages for fucking workers in this country, or just pull the fucking items that are pissing off the fucking psychos. I don't give a fuck. Please. Go ahead, because Target doesn't give a fuck about us anyway. It's all about a bottom line, and it's about share prices. Share prices. Who cares? They don't give a fuck about our community, because then we're going to get mad at them, and then they're going to put some items back in to placate us. So it's only affecting their bottom line. It's the only reason they're doing anything. The only reason they have a pride collection to begin with is because it was good for business. Um, Yeah, but it's... <laughs> pro- it's- I, I think that there probably are some people that do care about us and that have pushed for this at Target and, you know, yeah, maybe. And the example with the Dodgers just goes to show it's sort of like whoever makes the most noise and can actually get in to the corporate structure wins the game yes. because they were able to flip flop and say, no, actually our bad sisters come back and we're going to honor you. And now. they kicked the sisters out because some Christian groups were whining about their presence on a pride night at Dodger Stadium. So a week after removing the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence from the lineup for the gay night, the Dodgers re-invited the organization to pride night after backlash from our whole community and even Dodgers employees because they just listened to the straight people. They're like, oh, the straight people are offended about who we're going to have on our gay night because these gay men dress up as nuns. It's like, what about the gay men that dress up as priests and get certified and then touch all the little kids? Go complain about them. Go complain about the fucking 41 complaints this year against clergy in America. You know, Mm -hmm. all these sexual assaults that haven't been committed by drag queens. Yeah. You know, so the Dodgers offered their sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence and members of the LGBT plus community and friends and families. And they've asked the the girls to come to their 10th annual LGBTQ plus pride night. The L.A. sisters have accepted the apology and uh, they said that their decision to dump them from their pride night was just the pressure from the conservative Catholic groups. Um, And they're going to be awarded a Community Hero Award which they were supposed to receive anyway. And uh, Sister Unity, who is... We shared an agent 20 years ago. I love Sister Unity. Hi, Bennett. Oh, yeah. Hi, Um, Sister Unity. Said, our community is concerned with performative allyship, but we believe this is very sincere. The Dodgers invited us to have a continuing relationship with them. I just don't get why they couldn't have talked to the girls before kicking them out. And then they had to just kick them out and then open the dialogue then. It's just bullshit, and it's just bottom line. And when a bottom is tired of the bottom line, it's tired. 
And I think the point here is that making noise and making noise about stuff can get stuff done. So I think we as a community need to be aware that and we need to make noise about the right things. Because often we're making noise about stuff that kind of in the in the bigger picture, there are bigger fish to fry. Like, I think we should be making noise about some bigger issues in this country. That That's that's now this is a big deal with the Dodgers. And I'm glad that they're back in because the sisters are fucking amazing. But the point is, we should take that same energy about getting shit overturned and use it on actual things that are like that are bigger issues in this country in this country on a nationwide level. Nation Lopez going home again? <laughs> exactly. Let's take a break. Nation did. <laughs> we are back. We are. Back up against this cave, bitch. This is the moment. Where we go. Spelunking. Where was the woman saying this is the this moment? This is the moment. This is the moment. moment. Thank the you. woman. The woman. The woman. Eya una mujer. Who is that singing? Heather Headley, bitch. Yeah. Honey, Heather Headley's your nickname at the Glory Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Heather St. Headley. The woman is Bitch, can I tell you, I was saying goodbye to a couple of local um, area gentlemen that I uh, frequently fraternize with. And there's this one guy that I've been um, fraternizing with since 2008. Okay? And okay. he showed me what he what I am saved in his phone as. I am saved in his phone as Dr. Hoover. Oh. So I went from Dr. Monica Delmonico to Dr. <laughs> Chase Meridian to Dr. Hoover. He said, because I, okay. I used to work in a hospital and you suck a dick. I was like, oh, so a call from Dr. Hoover, paging Dr. Hoover. <laughs> and he <laughs> laughed. And then he said, put that dick back in your mouth, bitch. Um, but you can, there's tons of dicks in this cave, so why don't we get in there while we go spelunking, spelunking deep inside the DMs. This message is a new spreadsheet from Brian, dear Alaska Willem Dipper, and any and all esteemed guests. It's been a long seven weeks since I last wrote in. Long seven weeks. But I'm back, pack, back, pack, back again with some more number crunching and spreadsheets. Oh. Willem made some contentious claims on last week's hot gossip about the track record for the cast of eight All-Stars 8 compared to the other All-Stars seasons. And I had to see if this math was mathing. Spoiler alert, no lies were detected. Previous All-Stars and the versus the World seasons, excluding all winners, have had casts that on average placed in fifth on previous seasons and averaged about 1.25 wins per contestant the cast of all-stars eight had an average placement of eighth in previous seasons and averaged a 0.5 wins per contest 0.75 wins per contestant this cast also pulls deeper from the roster than other seasons previous all-star casts averaged 3.4 years since their last appearance on drag race with this new cast averaging averaging 5.9 years since they last competed the versus the world and all winners seasons did shake things up but there's a noticeable trend of All-Stars casts having fewer wins, fewer high placers, and more girls from earlier seasons. Numbers aside, I'm looking forward to seeing the glow-ups and the drama from this new cast. Speaking of glow-ups, y'all already saw every inch of my body. My so body. a pic of me from 16 years ago, back before I was, as Willem called me, a big booty hoe. My college had an annual gender fuck party hosted by the gender F word, uh, hosted by the LGBT student group. And I gave my best attempt at Catholic school girl in combat boots. Realness. Very a tattoo. Every drag, drag race. India Farah was there since Dayton, Ohio was only half an hour away. And she called me a cute little fur cub. Again, no lies detected. Thanks again for the pod and the queer joy. XOXO Brian in Chicago. Oh, that was so nice of Trixie to write in. Um, and to do all this math, I guess, you know, sometimes I say stuff that's true. Oh, and there's a whole chart. 
Oh, so wow. This first page is all the queen's placement by season. Boop. Yeah. Then ah! this is the. <laughs> what the fuck? This is the average rank. Where did this faggot the- get a QED report? so these are all the seasons and then the average rank and you can see um, the rank is rank and then this is the year since there's multiple pages and then this is their previous this is a spreadsheet spread them and weep shit these placements are definitely lower than all the other seasons but we're glad to see them on tv it's just something that we had to note because a lot of the girls that placed high have already done it and don't want to do it again or um, they don't need to do it again because, you know, there's other stuff to do other than reality shows where riggery is so present. You know, I like a reality show where we all know it's rigged. Not, nah, yeah, it's is fair. Do we? Okay. See, if you look at the average rank, Alaska, the season of All-Stars you did as the lowest, or in this case, it would be highest average ranking, um, 3.4, and the only one higher would be All-Star 7, which is 1.0. Because they all won. All winners. Yeah, exactly. Right. So season two had the strongest competitors, and it says All-Stars 8, the ranking is 8.0. That's the average place. Was eighth. eighth? Damn. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've used up all the girls who placed first, second, and third already from pretty much every season except for season four because, you know, I mean, yeah. I think it's getting this is wild. It <laughs> really is-, is. Thank you so much for all this number crunching, Brian. And You're Chicago. so smart, Brian. I couldn't. I I couldn't. Half I wouldn't even know what. Paid off. I don't even know what program to open on my computer to make something like that. I use Notepad. Okay. Also, India Farah in this picture. Um, I guess this is a this was before she started wearing all that makeup. Wait, which one's India? Um, no, because <laughs> no, Brian sent in a picture and he's with like a young woman, like obviously his schoolmate. He looks like he's with Lori uh, Blitz, <coughs> but he has fully Lori but- Blitz. But he mentioned that he was with India Fair or India Farrow was there, so wonderful. Thank you for crunching the numbers. I think it's becoming. I don't know. I mean, doing a Drag Race All Stars now is like girls are hedging their bets a little more. I think. I think in the past it was like if you got offered All Stars, you were like absolutely yes. I yes, I I must do it. It's it's an imperative. Now more and more girls are like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to go in, possibly get an edit that's unfavorable, and you have to spend so much money just to go there now. So it's like, so really girls are weighing whether it's like even worth it to do it anymore. Well, they can weigh it all they want, but contractually they're obligated to if they did the show in the past four years and they can be they can be sued if they choose not to world of wonder will never sue the girls because that would make them look terrible they don't even like to sue the fool they don't even like to reply to comments when they know they're wrong but um i think that the girls on season nine of all stars taking charge and saying you will not send us home or we will not do the show is great i think the inmates need to run the asylum a little bit because they they can't just like we can't just, sorry, we could. This is what we do on a reality show. We give them the the ability to use our likeness and appearance and our voice for whatever they choose to fucking do, whether it's fair or whether it's family yes. or whatever. So the girls have to think harder about going on there because every season needs a villain and they will find a way to get their story out no matter what. We know this to be true. Sure. So the girls that are setting boundaries and telling them listen you should probably pay us for all the other gigs you owe us before we do your show and don't uh rig it or we'll we'll make you we'll hold you hostage for ten thousand dollars each like things like that those things are good for um world of wonder because it's a reality check for them to show you don't run us you don't own drag we own drag the only reason you have a show in a convention is because we agree to do it for you you know and we're thankful for the opportunities but you won't dictate our whole fucking lives you know, 
Katy period ontology. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a new letter, and this is Candy Muse Clues. Dear Alaska Edwards, <laughs> Willem Pill, and esteemed guests of the Big Dipperton. Long time, first time, deep wannabe friend of the pod. I wanted to share a thought I had about Candy Muse's behavior on this season of All Stars. Thank you for writing it. <laughs> That's not the end. There's oh, a new sorry. page. In Candy <laughs> Muse's original season, first of all, whore, it was a brief but memorable storyline that she was terrible at math. Maths for you stupid Americans. And could not comprehend the difference between $2,500 and $25,000 doll hairs. Now, she's back on All Stars 8, but I can't help but notice a trend. In episode one, when Aja won the lip sync and the money was to be rolled over, she turned to Nasha in episode one to add up the next week's prize money over $20,000. A clear demonstration of quick math. Then in episode two, when Pangina was deemed the winner, she turned to Darian to again do the math, adding it together to $30,000. Do you think this is a deliberate attempt by Candy Muse to prove her mathematical prowess and producer redemption? Do you think it is the editors throwing light mathematical shade? No phallic photograph as I do not have access to one. Love you. Love the pod. Yes, God. Laura from Dublin. I think that Candy Muse deals in zeros and big bills only. So this yeah. kind of simple math is easy for a girl who knows how to count her cointatas so high. Like the very rich, very esteemed, very wealthy Candy Muse. Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, probably not lost on the editors and you know the people behind the curtain at Drag Race. Wait, they have editors. Very smart. This program's edited. They know they know all the ins and outs of everything anyone has ever said on the show. They're very funny and they're very quick. So it probably is a callback, and it's also just probably a very funny like idiosyncrasy of Candy. It's like when someone like can't help but read the read the um billboard as you drive by <laughs> she's like she can't help but say the doll that's twenty thousand dollars they need people who are going to explicate clearly in words the concept that's going on here that's thirty thousand dollars they need that so they love that candy is smart because that equals screen time because they want to hear it they want to see a girl say it so why not be the girl and that's why you always have a big reaction whenever they announce who the guest judges are, even if you don't know who they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if you haven't been on Boston <gasps> oh Legal with my them. Go- oh, my God. Real- oh! Ecuador's of- favorite Skylon? <laughs> of course. Nowadays, everyone knows who everybody is because they get really huge names nowadays. But mm-hmm. anyway. From Patrick. Hey, scuttle gals in, big, in my Big Dipper. Oh, your mm. Big Dipper. Huh. Huh. Have you heard of this side thing? I was really confused the other night. I was going to have a nightcap before going home the other night, and I met a stray at the bar at Sofo. A cat? He was very handsome and was very forward with me and wanted me to go home with him. Prior to leaving, of course, the topic of what position are you came up. I said top slash verse only because of my dick. He was delightfully intrigued. Then he said he was a side. I was really confused. Side? Anyhow, I walked him back to his place, said he'd give me the best blowjob I ever had. He sucked me off and he was good, but he kept edging me and wouldn't let me come. I ate his ass a little, but still wouldn't let me fuck him. He continued to suck me and eventually I just got bored. It was a very long, the everlasting gobslopper. Like I seriously had to pry him off my cock. Eventually I had to break. Once he got up to use the restroom, I said it was great. Was this the side game? You've already seen the dick on the sink. And by the way, I'm a nurse, not a doctor. Yes, I do have a thing about my dick hanging out of my clothes. Kink. Love you, gals. Patrick. Ooh, nurse. Remember when the guy wrote in with the dick on the sink, but he was in scrubs and you said, oh, that's not okay. This is the same guy. Good. Oh, he's a nurse. No, Nurses help people. Nurse. This is right. And it's okay. <laughs> Nurses help people in the first picture. I mean, it's a very similar composition of both pictures. He's holding the phone, taking a picture in his bathroom mirror. In the first one, he has a green t-shirt on black pants and the dick hanging out zipper slot. In the second picture, he has a red onesie on, glasses, and a hat, perhaps in a disguise of some sort, with the dick hanging out of the penis flap. 
Mm-hmm. Giving uh, you've heard Santa's of sides, but be- you've heard of sides before. I'm not talking about coleslaw and mashed potatoes. Yeah, this side game, it's kind of like the fame game. So after you're eliminated <laughs> from anal, <laughs> you you just have, or you know, some people like what they like, and this guy likes doing stuff on his side, not in the back. Well. I th- I always think of it as like if you're looking at like a square, there's like the top of the square, there's the bottom of the square, and mm-hmm. what is the other the other? It's the side. So the, like you're neither a top or a bottom because you don't really partake in like oh. anal interfucking. More for me. Right now, I have a question for you. Actually, for both of you, do you consider? oral sex to be like that can be all that happens or do you have to do anal in order just to even like come like this like Patrick here um do I have to do you have dates that are only oral yeah the beginning yeah this is the beginning of the rest of your oral the beginning of the date but I but you always like are you able to just do like a an oral session and be satisfied, or you're like, no, only if I've you fucked, fucked me fucked till I bled, uh, you know? <laughs> Which happens sometimes. You get your know, new hole torn, and then they're like, "Why is it red back there?" And I was like, "Oh, Moses." Um, but oh, that's biblical. Uh-huh. I think that uh, I, you know, I don't like anal. I love it. Um, okay. So I I'm I not do. judging, I'm just asking. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I love it. I think where where this side sort of went wrong was the edging. Clearly Patrick was ready to come from the blowjob, but the guy would right. not finish him off. So he was being a greedy side. Just give uh, the guy a blowjob. Let him come. Yeah. I'm perfectly happy with oral only engagement yeah i'm i'm happy with oral as long as you use it on my ass and then put your dick in (laughs) just to make sure it's wet enough (laughs) okay all right at this point my mother has turned off the podcast oh hey pam hey pam Pam. sorry for letting you know about all my guts and things to do no it's um do we have time for one more Yeah, let's do yes, this we do this because for Willem. This is lovely. From D. Hey, moms and Daddy Dipper. My name's Ricardo. a Mexican from San Diego. Weekly listener here of Race Chaser, Hot Goss, Very Delta, and Hijinks. Thanks for all the content. I have one question for Willem. Boy is a Bottom is one of the greatest song parodies ever, in my humble opinion. But also, in my humble opinion, Esuna Pasiva is even better. It's wow. rare to see a Spanish version of a song that surpasses the original. But in this case, I find it funnier and more clever. This is in great part to the lyrics, which are expertly translated or rewritten to fit the song. No necesita saliva pa que la entre hasta arriba is genius and hilarious, which means... Uh, you don't need spit for an easy entry. Um, I've always wondered who wrote the in song that. in Spanish. <laughs> and uh, and if you perform it, Willem, much love to y'all. I'm kind of shy, but here's a little dick pic just to comply. Kind of shy. It's not Kind of shy. Baby, he splayed out like a frog dude. that just that just got dissected. So the legs are splayed. I, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure there's an egg wash and a breadcrumb coating right next to him to be dipped and fried, honey. Because... This it's looks glistening. tasty. This is tasty. It's glistening. He has a really nice mustache. I love uh, it. I want to ride it. Uh, the yeah. hair is perfect. The dick is great. There's looks like two or three balls at least. Um, uncut. We are intactivists, so we appreciate that here. A beautiful array of bedding. There looks like a graphite, maybe a black, and then like yeah. a dove gray linen. I love dove. this. Dove. Um, Who wrote Asuna Pasiva? Asuna Pasiva was written by um Yara Sophia? <laughs> no, not Yara Sophia. Uh, no, I Jano... thought she helped you with it. She did, did help me with a couple up? a couple words. Oh, okay. Um the, a guy named is his name isn't Alvaro. It's not Adrian. It starts with an A. It might be Adrian. He's a gentleman that owned something called Teeny. This is not IKEA, this great furniture store in LA that used to be on Fairfax. Worked, I love Teeny. Yeah, and he worked with Tom Whitman. I think I knew him from that. And I knew he was a singer-songwriter, and I was like, can you help me with this? And he helped me with it. He basically wrote a lot of it. Um, he's great. And thanks for liking the song, D. 
I love the song. I too. love it. Do, do you ever perform it? I perform it in Espanol whenever um, it's requested. I just did it at a wedding two weeks ago in Dallas work. for my friends. Um, and I do it anytime I'm like in Mexico or Arizona or Texas because there's enough people down there to like it. Oh, Florida too. Everybody knows totally. Spanish in Florida. Thank you for listening to my song. We need to do another hers is is. Absolutely. Anytime. Mm-hmm. We could do both our Spanish numbers because you sing in Spanish too. You are a woman of I many do. tongues. Uh, yes. Despacito. Or wait, uh, sure. Valentino. Valentino. She is. She is the host of Drag Race Mexico. Oh. Okay. Uh, I wonder if they'll use her audio from Rent as a lip sync for Drag Race Mexico. Okay. <laughs> what? Would that be bad? We wanna, Would we that be bad? <laughs> Everybody look we that up. Thank you so much <laughs> yeah, for listening to Race Hot, Hot Goss. <laughs> I, I I really need this uh this script. Well, and remember, <laughs> please take a moment. Please take a moment to rate <laughs> and review our show on your podcast app. And shout out to <laughs> shout out to all lady. of our Bob Plus subscribers who are listening to this episode ad-free behind that good pussy paywall. Mm. A special hello to Ralph J. Hi. And Juan E. We know you're listening. Get that cat off the wall. Um, follow on Instagram at Willem, at the only Alaska 5000, at RaceChaserPod, and at Mom Podcasts. Stay safe out there, everyone. Yeah, unless you're raw dog and then you're cool. We will be back next week with another steaming, piping, scalding serving of the hot gas. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. M. Oh. M. Mom. To listen to Race Chaser ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Race Chaser is produced by Forever Dog and Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Alaskan Willem. And produced by Big Dipper. Editing and sound design by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, and Alex Ramsey. Our theme song is by Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. <laughs>